It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. Hey, you're hurt. Dan, I'm fucking dead. Welcome to the B-Movie Breakdown, where this week's movie, in episode number 38, is the Treat Williams Joe Piscopo vehicle. Vehicle? Okay. Dead Heat. Two huge stars at the time. Treat Williams, Joe Piscopo, Joe Piscopo coming off the heels of Saturday Night Live, uh, I don't know if he was uh, still on the show at the time, actually. I have no idea. But, uh, yeah, for some reason, uh, they decided to make this zombie cop movie where, spoilers, everybody dies at the end. Not like everybody is in the whole world, but all the characters in the movie die. Except for Vincent Price. Only the main characters. A few of the minor supporting characters get to go on and keep cracking jokes about all their friends that have been murdered around them. And act like everything is just fine. <laughs> yeah, everybody seemed to act like everything was okay with uh, zombies walking about and acting like it was no big deal. But before we get going, we are a weekly podcast. We find the humor and enjoyment in low-budget, lesser-known films of the past and present. Home of the good, the bad, the what the fuck. This movie was definitely in the what the fuck category because uh, it really didn't have a... It really almost didn't even have a plot. I really it, don't know. It does, but only in the most technical sense. Because <laughs> it really it doesn't really go anywhere. Uh, each week's movie will be revealed in the prior episodes, so you too can join in on the madness. Most of the movies are available on Netflix or YouTube streaming. So this week's movie was available on the Netflix. The Netflix? The Netflix. Here's another thing. If our friend Mr. Cody Wyoming would have been here, he would have said it was available for streaming. Why? He does that. Tends to pronounce uh, S's as S-H's a lot. Oh, streaming. Yeah. Ah, all right. I uh, never picked up on that. Weird. (laughs) Weird that you never picked up on it? (laughs) I should have known this. (laughs) I should have known. I've hung out with him more than anyone. You can listen Why to are you turning this into a <laughs> maniacal laugh? I should have known this. <laughs> My God, this show is falling apart just as bad as this movie. You can listen to us if you subscribe on iTunes, on our website, bbpodcast.com, or on Stitcher. You can reach us on our site, our email, bbpodcast at gmail.com, Twitter at bnbpodcast, Facebook, wherever the fuck you want to leave us some fucking reviews on iTunes, because we're fucking dead, just like this movie, Dead Heat. From 1988. Vincent Price only made two more movies after this. Oh, I thought you said it was only one more after this. No, two more. Yeah, I don't know what the other one was. His final movie was uh, Edward Scissorhands. Hmm. What do you hope the doctor doesn't tell you when your cancer test comes back? Two more. (laughs) Well, so a weird coincidence between this and Edward Scissorhands, it almost sounded like the music in this movie, the score, was done by Danny Elfman. At points, at points. Oh my god, it... It starts off with some typical, like, 80s cop movie music, but then, in the middle of this fight, with this weird L.A. swimming pool and these zombie goons... 
that uh, Zombie Cop Mortis and his partner... Um, <laughs> zombie Cop Mortis? Yep. And his, uh, his human partner, the wisecracking Doug, start fighting these goons. They start playing this music like it's a fucking kid's movie. Like it's Home Alone or something. It It's seriously so out of place. I don't... I was just laughing, just like, my God, how, why, why would anybody do this? The description for this movie, for one, made it seem like it was going to be this, like, I thought it was going to be there was, like, a leader of some sort of, like, criminal gang that was making zombie people come back to life for goons. That probably would have made more sense, and I've actually seen that done way better in comic books, too. Yeah, I thought that that's what was going to happen in this movie, and that's definitely not what happened in this movie. No, instead, the mastermind behind all this is the L.A. County mortician, or head of the coroner's office, or whatever, and he's doing this so he can have make goons to, like, rob jewelry stores for him and shit. Well, he did, so he can have his, like, pimp pinky he, ring and whatnot. No, he only did the jewelry store as a test. Oh, it was only a test. But because yeah, he had resurrected goo, uh, robbers. Let's rip off a bunch of jewelry that is very hard to unload and do anything with, and let's just keep it for yourself, and even then you gotta watch where you're wearing well, it so you don't get caught. Well, the it. robbers shot half of it anyways when they broke the casing. Yeah. They decided I, I can't I can't smash the case open, so let's just shoot it and destroy the jewelry in the I, process. I love when the one robber's like, Do you wanna be dead? to the one <laughs> yeah. lady, and then he yells at her, You cheap old bitch. Yeah. Those are honestly some of my favorite characters in the whole movie. Yeah. And they weren't even around that long. It's uh, a shame. It's like I guess this most of this movie. Most of the characters aren't around long. Everybody just seems to die yep. shortly after they're introduced. Half the time it's off screen. <laughs> yeah, Rebecca, she died off screen, <laughs> and Doug too, and he yeah, what and the then fuck? He was made up such that you couldn't even tell that it was him. Like, oh my god, it's Doug! Really, it looks like an old man with crazy hair. But okay, you can only tell by the leather jacket. Like, yeah, they're, they're like, well, it was also dark, so I couldn't even make that out. And his face was all messed up. Like when you get resurrected, even if you like something bad's happened to you, you just go back to normal. I wouldn't think so, because, like, those goons he, that they found at the beginning looked pretty bad. Yeah. But, like, and, and why were some of the goons, like, full-on zombied and some not and some... Oh, yeah, the one black guy just looked demonic. He just looked <laughs> like this this nasty pig-faced subhuman whatever, just, like, yeah. face tilted up the whole time, face stuck in a permanent snarl, just... <sighs> it was just bad makeup, basically. <laughs> uh, yeah, the... Makeup, for the most part, well, I guess uh, Rogers was all right towards the end. It, it wasn't so bad. The best one was this three-faced, like, monster, like, fat man, biker guy. Right. Who was, I, I thought it was awesome. I thought that was a really good job they did. And yeah. Then, it, it, I think they uh, wasted all their their budget for special effects on that one thing. He kind of looked like a, like a lighter version of uh, the big uh, guy from the second Resident Evil, the whatever the fuck his name was, the... Uber zombie oh, yeah, guy. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, it did kind of look like that. Uh, well, I mean, the the thing with the resurrection, <laughs> this movie just went nowhere. There were so many scenes that just went nowhere. There's a scene where they're in a butcher shop and animal dead animals come to life. Oh yeah, zombie chickens, pigs. Ducks and like I guess that was supposed to be a dead cow. Yeah, that came and, out of the freezer and liver. 
Oh yeah, a liver all by itself. Just Even if it does reads. come back to life, it somehow flies through the air and attaches itself to Roger's face. And he has more more difficulty ripping the the liver off his face than uh, Doug has fighting you know groups of zombie chickens and ducks and everything else. It's just. The the movie has potential to be something. Even if we, oh, even, yeah. even like, if it's still a B movie, you you have a potential to do something, and it really just it just went nowhere. I mean, the beginning with the with you're not even they don't even tell you that there's zombie robbers to begin with. You just have to fig, kind of figure that shit out. Well, they at the beginning, I don't think you're supposed to know. It's supposed to be like a shocking revelation, like. How come these guys aren't getting killed and we're lighting them up like Christmas trees and instead they're they're killing like they, they so must have killed like die. at least a dozen cops and the whole time everybody's just smiling laughing Joe Piscopo's making stupid dumb comments and jokes the whole time like yeah no thought or regard for our comrades who are dying in action here over a fucking jewelry store robbery Hey he had the mullet going it's you know business in the front party in the back he liked the party part Okay, <laughs> but um, Apparently, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, well, now. Thanks for that. They, they end up blowing up these goons with a grenade, but somehow, way later on in the movie, have full-on pictures of them. Oh like, yeah, like yeah. in the from the coroner's office. Well, shotguns don't work the way they're supposed to in this movie. Like many movies in the eighties, it just like blows you back instead of blowing you apart. So I I guess they could get away with doing the same thing with a grenade. Like, oh, that's just an instant kill, but it won't actually blow you up. And uh, it's it's sad because I I never obviously wasn't born when uh, Joe Piscopo was on Saturday Night Live. I've seen the stuff with him and Eddie Murphy and all kinds of stuff like that. And it's pretty funny stuff. But I always liked Joe Piscopo from the movie Johnny Dangerously. Uh, it's a movie with Michael Keaton. It's a kind of a parody of mafia movies. Ish is uh, made in the eighties, but I highly suggest it, especially if you're a Michael Keaton fan. It's a really funny movie, but I always kind of liked him in that. And but I always really remember Joe Piscopo from Sidekicks, a nineteen ninety two movie with Chuck Norris oh, yeah. and Jonathan Brandis. So that's a movie I think we should definitely end up doing in in on here because it's just oh yeah, it's a ridiculous movie. I've My sister watched the shit out of that movie when I was younger, and I just. Uh... Oh, something about it, like, I saw the trailers and I wanted to see it, then when she actually started watching it, I was just turned off by it completely. <laughs> He's also, was apparently in some movie called Captain Nuke and the Bomber Boys, <laughs> but it's retitled Demolition Day. Oh. <laughs> Stars Martin Sheen. Oh, what we should do is watch Class of Nukem High 2, Subhumanoid Meltdown. There's actually a new Class of Nukem High coming out. <laughs> All right. Troma's making a brand new one. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm sure that'll be uh, very interesting. The 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 dynamic in this movie is very it's uh, between the two cops is very stereotypical. Oh yeah, it's, like it's the, like it's, painfully so. It's the stereotypical buddy cop. You know, you got the good one, you got the bad one, the goofy one, the serious one, and even their sergeant is very stereotypical. Oh yeah, you know. Uh, black guy sergeant yelling at them. That seemed to be a thing in the eighties. Yeah. A lot of movies was oh, yeah. always a the sergeant was always a black guy and he was always yelling all the time. And just you know, never mind the fact that these two invincible goons probably killed how many cops and you know, they did what they had to do to finally put him down and, you know, save other lives. He bitches at them for stealing a car and a grenade and like blowing the one up and then smashing the other one with a car. 
and into another car, but, you know, what else are you going to do at that point? And then he just bitches him out the whole time and then says, but, on the other hand, I'll let you off the hook, because this did need to be stopped, but don't fuck up again. You already got too many parking tickets. Parking tickets, that's something cops need to be reamed out about. <laughs> I, I... Uh, yeah, I mean, also, some, some the, of the dialogue in this movie is very questionable. On the shootout scene, it was easy to miss, but um, the guy who was in charge of that, he was their lieutenant, apparently, played by Robert Picardo, the doctor from Star Trek Voyager. Oh, yeah, that was him. Yep. It, like, it was, it he was, said a bunch of other stuff, too. I, it was easy to clear. easy to miss, but the only reason I knew was because I, I read the credits beforehand, and I was like, oh, there he is. But, uh, yeah, even then, like... He's bitching at that. Hey, what are you doing? Oh my god! Oh, cops dying left and right. I don't know. What are you gonna do? Just stand there till their Uzi blows through your car and kills you too. <laughs> Another thing this movie did weird. Oh, you're talking about plot and the, with the characters you're mentioning. The, we were mentioning the sergeant, the lieutenant, and stuff like that. Was with these potential love interests. But then nothing ever ended up happening with them. Well, it's because everybody died. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But yeah, there's but, like, um. You never knew like was okay. Rebecca was like this old flame of Rogers, apparently. Mm-hmm. So we got that going on. But then we also meet Randy James, porn star name over here. Mm-hmm. It might as well have just been Randy Saint James. I'm sure that was R A N D I and dotted with a smiley face. <laughs> yeah, and she ends up. I thought she was going to end up being a, like a love interest kind of for Doug. But no, because her and Roger are like basically about to bang in her sh- in her bathroom until she decays. Well, and there he was already dead anyway, and probably couldn't have done anything. Or if he did, it probably just would have been zombie sperm, and that would have been a whole other mess to clean up. But anyway, <laughs> it could be a thing. Right? Yeah, no, no. I figured that. It was weird because Doug was making moves on her at first, and then all of a sudden she uh, flips it around and goes after Roger after he takes a meat cleaver to his dead hand, which obviously doesn't really hurt him, but she stitches his, stitches it back up and then, like, bites off the stitching, like, like oh, I'm almost going to kiss your hand, and, oh, what are we going to do now? I'm like, really? He's dead, for one, and you get, uh Yeah, it was just really weird, and, then, like, the way... every It just... It just I don't understand why so many people had to die. I just... Like, there was no resolution to this movie. They blew up the... The resurrection machine that made everybody come back to life. The But Vincent Price was still alive at the end. So yeah. he could have... Yeah, I don't know why these... You know, Roger at the end, he's so obsessed with revenge, he's murdering these security guards who, for all he knows, don't know what's going on. They're just doing their job. But they were zombies. They didn't seem like zombies. A couple of them were. The one guy, and they had the shootout. The one guy at the end. The one guy at the end was obviously a zombie. The rest of them seemed normal to me because he just shot them and they stayed down. Yeah. They're sitting there talking on the or looking on the TV like, oh, I wonder who's got all these big wigs here for. Like that doesn't sound like a zombie to me. But anyway, he's um, he's murdering those people left and right. So why would he not want to kill Vincent Price's character, the guy who's been kind of behind all this, like, oh no, I don't want you, I just want him, and then I'll destroy your machine. Like, well, if you leave him alive, he's probably going to figure out how to rebuild the fucking thing, for one. And for another, why would you not just want to go out in a complete blaze of glory, and why would you not want to take him and make sure you can destroy the place and everything in it completely, and then kill him, and then... Well, when they left the room, they just went to heaven, basically. Oh, supposedly. They They walked into clouds. They, like... 
clouds were inside the building, and they walked into them, and they just died right there. Like, isn't there supposed to be this grace period? Like, Doug didn't even get the grace period. He just... Oh, I know, but considering how much they fucked around with this in the whole movie, like, oh, Roger, you've only got maybe 12 hours, and then you'll just melt or something, which is basically what uh, Rebecca tells him in her professional medical doctor's opinion. Yeah, somehow she So then Doug comes back after somehow being, like, rotted so bad just from being drowned in a fish tank. He comes back fully healed, but now he's suddenly just, oh, yeah, I'm dead already, too. And, like, the whole... Like, there's no... Most of the movie, like, Roger doesn't take any time to, like, let the gravity of this sink in or, like, freak out. He does a little bit at the library, then he does this half-hearted run to the library entrance, and then Doug half-heartedly chases him and goes, Oh, man, you really gave me a, gave me a run there or something. Like, no, he didn't. But, like, there's no, like, serious, like, thought about this, like, fuck, no, my life's that. over and I didn't get to do anything. And it, nobody really does it. At the end, too, it, like, you'd think there'd be some quiet contemplation before the end, but no. We just go off, walk off into the, the fog, making our stupid, weak buddy cop jokes. <laughs> like, uh, hey, you think I'll get reincarnated as a, oh, I want to come back as a chick's bike seat. <laughs> oh, but uh, uh So... You were talking about Doug being reincarnated as comes back as nothing. He comes back. Uh, what's the guy, actor's name? I don't know. He's the dad in Billy Madison. Can't remember his name. I don't know. Regardless, he's Billy Madison's dad. He uh, he says that Doug is brain dead. He's been dead too long, so he's brain dead. He's just like a like a legit zombie. Just will and apparently will just do what you what is told mm-hmm. by who I don't know. I don't know if there's like a way things are supposed to go, like, oh, the person who resurrected him, he listens to? I don't know. But then, all of a sudden, he just remembers everything, because uh, Roger yeah. starts shouting That's out jokes to him. That's the power of buddy cops. Yeah, he just remembers everything. As he's choking him, he's just like, hey, remember, I tried to put on lipstick, and I look like a check, and he does, like, a swishy gay voice, he's like, Roger? Oh, God. Suddenly, I'm back. Yeah. You resurrected my brain when even the resurrection machine couldn't. <laughs> We're such good pals. <laughs> oh my god Apparently writer Terry Black was approached By New World Pictures to write a sequel to Dead Heat Black told the New World Executive That a sequel would be hard to do Because all the main characters died at the end of the first film oh, The shit. executive responded You've got a resurrection machine Figure it out <laughs> <laughs> The sequel was never made Oh man You know the sad thing is Like that I'm sure that's just how much of Hollywood is, and this is the only one of the few times we're getting like such an overt glimpse of the, or glimpse of this or glance at this. I meant to say anyway. Uh, like uh, okay, Fast and the Furious isn't Michelle Rodriguez dead? Uh, you're a Hollywood writer. You figure it out. Uh, a movie we both enjoy, National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon, parodies this movie when uh, the whole cookie company thing. What about it? When they go to the cookie company, it's parodying this movie when they go to the Dante Pharmaceuticals. I didn't think they were specifically parodying this movie. That's I what mean, I'm reading online. The internet's well, always just right, Dan. somebody the said that... Fuck you. The internet's <sighs> always right. No, fuck you. The internet's full of disgusting, degenerate porn, and it all needs to burn. Burn in the flames of Jesus. It says it was referenced in the films The Loaded Weapon 1 and Zombie Cop. <laughs> Oh yeah, Zombie Cop. What about Maniac Cop? Wasn't that a zombie too? Wasn't he like a zombie guy? I've read that. I've never seen one of those though. Yeah, me neither. I think Bruce Campbell's in some of those. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Okay. 
Maniac Cop. Yep, Bruce Campbell listed. I don't know. Never. I thought that was a zombie thing too. I thought. Uh, I thought Sam Raimi had something to do with those two. Who knows? Who fucking knows? Not me. But you know who does know? Joe Piscopo. Does be rhyming. Uh, let's see. Well, some of the other. Wonderful lines in this oh, movie. I the to... jewelry heist gang, referred to as the cash and dash fuckers. And then there's uh, the line, I hate to pee so bad, my teeth are floating. Yep. And then he, then Doug proceeds to just go, I gotta go pee pee. Yep. Like, <laughs> like why? And then why? when so Roger silly. walks into Randy's office and sees, uh, or was it Rebecca's? I think it was Rebecca's office. Sees like, what looks like a fish tank, only to find out that it's just like a yeah. fake model. There's nothing in there. He goes, "Don't you believe in fish that swim?" Yeah, it just—it's uh, just such a ridiculous. I mean, the movie—it just doesn't go anywhere. Well, it's funny too. And I love when Doug zombies died. that look at porn. Oh yeah, there was the zombie. The desk penthouse. at the at the the company they go to investigate. There, he's he's looking at penthouse and. Joe Piscopo goes, sorry to interrupt your erection, pal. <laughs> and I like how Doug, or not Doug, Roger, well, the way he dies originally. Oh, the whole is thing is ridiculous. Compre- decompression chamber. It's, it's called the asphyxiation room. Well, they, whatever. They keep saying decompression chamber well, like, the whole movie. Well, we, we test on animals, and sometimes we have to kill them, and so what we do is we lock them in this room that sucks all the air out, and they die quietly and neatly, like, quietly and neatly. My God, that's terrible! You end up gasping for air, and there isn't even anything to inhale. Like I'd almost yeah, rather so much worse than die just... from oxygen deprivation, like breathing like an atmosphere that doesn't have oxygen in it, than sit there like not even being able to. Like if you take all the air out of the room and the air pressure drops to zero, like it was saying, I really think your face would like explode. Your eyes would start yeah. bugging out, like in total recall. Yeah, at the I end. seriously, th- yeah, I, that's what I, I even said to you. I go, why does it say air pressure, not oxygen level? Because it was totally... And then um, Doug says, Dar, uh, he died in the decompression chamber the way dogs are supposed to die. Yeah, like, and they had so, a puppy in a cage, too, waiting next to the room, like, here's our next victim. Yeah, but like how he said the way dogs are supposed to die. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't gas them, you suck the gas out of them. <laughs> this sick fuck Doug, he's just all about killing dogs. He's just not a dog person, I guess. Who knows? But then they end up bringing Roger back, which is insane by itself, because when they bring him back, his body is part of a crime scene now, Mm -hmm. but they just go and take the body, and they go sneak off into the room with the resurrection machine and bring him back. And even, because it seemed like they already knew from their investigation a lot of what was going on, so you'd think the place would be immediately quarantined and have government people all over it, but no, everything's fine. Oh yeah, take your dead friend's body, do fuck all with it. Oh, he's back to life? Nobody acts like this is incredible except Doug and maybe Rebecca. Everybody else is just like, oh, you're back, huh? Oh, nice nice to see you, bud. Uh, getting a little stiffy there? <laughs> like, ugh. I like how somebody's review on IMDb says, remember the good old days when bullets actually killed people? No, they don't. Not in this movie. Somebody says, well, that was Doug's zo- line when they're fighting the zombie cops in uh, Randy's home. He's like, they're shooting up the, the goons. He's just like, remember the good old days when bullets actually killed oh, people? I didn't realize that was a line. I like how somebody on here also mentions that on the DVD there's an extra scene, The Death Daydream, and uh, apparently it really ties in some of the disjointed bits in the movie. Hmm. 
Well, <laughs> there's some resolution. I'm gonna everything. I'm gonna hit up Suncoast and see if I can find this there. Oh God! If it's a, if it's not five dollars, I wouldn't go for it. Just... Oh come on! This movie's wonderful. <laughs> as awful as it is, it's also just so great to laugh at. And it, 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 I'm sure I'm going to come back to this. There were some good laughs in it, but I don't I don't know if I could pay more than $5 it's, for this movie. It's just so wonderful. Like Somebody says this is one of the funniest movies they've ever seen. They said the humor is undeniable. The plot is original for its time, and Treat Williams does a pretty good job, and his sidekick Joe Piscopo is also good as the man's man Doug. Was he supposed to be the man's man? I guess. <laughs> just because he's horny or pretending to be horny. If you don't mind a bit of sick humor, this one's for you. Oh, speaking of sick humor, after after Roger originally gets revived and he goes driving around with Doug again, he's like, uh, well, I hate to break this to you, buddy, but your daddy's like, no, I feel better than I've ever felt before in my life. I feel like I could run the Boston Marathon. He goes, uh, the Boston Marathon's not open to dead people. And then, you know, what happened earlier this year? (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't have laughed, probably, but I did. We I both did. I laughed just now, so whatever. Shit happens. It was an it was an unfortunate, terrible thing, and people got hurt and died, and it wasn't good. But it was kind of weird that they made that joke. The uh, I also like the jacuzzi line. Like you're in the jacuzzi for f- over five minutes. They just ran out there. There's no way. It was like three seconds. Maybe. Right. No, he was drowning one of the zombie goons since he obviously wasn't going down under their gunfire. So apparently he he was trying to drown the the zombie. Then he threw a radio in there and fried the guy supposedly. But he's like, you were in there for five minutes. No, he wasn't. Unless he really wanted this fight to look like it was longer, and then just crapped out on your uh, fight choreography. Yeah, I guess. Who knows? Uh, I also like the uh, the hair combing scene for no reason oh. other than just to show him freak out as a zo- as to see the decayed version of his body. <laughs> Right, he gets shut up, and then they they have him take a shower and get him some fresh clothes, and then he gets out, starts combing his hair, and it starts coming out in clumps, and then he close he opens the the mirror, and then closes it, and then he's like this like ridiculously over the top like zombie puppet thing, just like ah! like almost like the crypt keeper or something. Yeah, I I did like the scene when. Uh... Randy James decayed. I thought that was done pretty well. Yeah, but she decayed in the matter of like thirty seconds. It was ridiculous. I think she decayed so quickly because she'd been she's so old. I guess, but still, like she's been was... dead for so long, but they've been keeping her alive somehow. They never explained that. Yep. I thought that was going to come to fruition. I guess Vincent Price at the end does say, "I can keep you alive forever." Mm. So he has the ticket, the way to do this. Which also Vincent Price, Randy James is, is his daughter. He doesn't even care that his daughter's dead. I didn't think she was his daughter. Didn't she say she was somebody in a hospital that he used as a test subject to bring her back and then said, you know... No, she goes, that's my father. When they're watching the She tape. did, but then and afterwards the when she machine. explains to Roger about what's going on, she says, oh, I wasn't really his daughter. Oh. Well, all I know is that they call a VCR tape machine in this movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I got a kick out of that. Uh, I... The dude who wrote this movie, he only wrote this one movie. And then, like, some episodes of Tales from the Crypt. Ah, that explains a lot. Uh, And some episodes of Silk Stockings. Oh, okay. (laughs) That also explains a lot. (laughs) 
Yep, that's about it for that guy. Uh, I remember Terry one of Black. my first impressions of Silk Stockings was finding out that, oh, cable shows don't have as strict of censorship guidelines as network shows, and so they just have a softcore sex opening of just some guy just, yeah. like, thrusting, like, huh? you like that? Huh? I, was, I was like, oh, boy. I just remember seeing that after Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Silk Stockings would always be on, either that or Pacific Blue. Yeah, anything they really wanted to push, they oh, put it right after wrestling. And one thing that was very obvious in this movie was that, uh, i got to find out the guy's name, but the dad from Billy Madison, his, uh, that he was in on it. The, the, the head corner. Oh, oh, nothing says, you know... Darren McGavin, that's his name. He played Ernest McNabb. Darren McGavin, yeah. Nothing a, says uh, obvious bad guy than a uh, coroner who rolls around in a fancy car with a license plate that says Body Doc. Oh, and he was the dad in the Christmas Story. Duh. Uh, but yeah, yeah, and Body Doc, and he he was so obviously in on it. One thing that drove me crazy in the in this movie was the line when they're at the butcher shop and all the things are coming alive, and they see the chicken head come alive on the table. Joe Piscopo says, "Now this could replace the whoopee cushion." How? How? In what way? I just, God, I was so I, enraged and just uh, I just didn't under I that. It's not the same type of humor, but if, as a just more uh, seriously fuck with people and get their goat. Yes, it could. I guess, but... Though I don't know how you could hide it that well. Yeah. Oh, somebody sat on a zombie chicken head. I gotcha. I gotcha. He sat on a zombie chicken head. It didn't even make a fart noise, but I gotcha. It replaced the whoopee cushion. Well, I'd be a little freaked out having an undead beak sticking in my ass. I mean, I mean maybe he could have sold it to Spencer's Gifts. In the nineties, the Spencers would have taken it. Okay, they might still. He was on to something. They're still around here. Yeah, I haven't been to Spencer's Gifts in forever. It's probably not even called Spencer's Gifts anymore. It's no, right. it so, is. Is it really? Yeah. I thought maybe they just went with like Spencers or Spencer, trying to be all hip and shit. Uh, I honestly, I couldn't believe that they killed off Joe Piscopo's character. Oh, me neither. Especially thought, not off screen. The way I thought things were gonna go is that this is how I thought things were gonna happen in the movie. That okay. Randy dies, whatever. I kind of thought maybe she was going to be lit. I could, I, when she was, said she was a zombie, I was kind of surprised. But then, I thought it was going to go like, Rebecca and Doug help Roger like save the day. They mm-hmm. kill um, Darren McGavin's character and Vincent Price, which well, I didn't know he was alive still. I kind of thought maybe they brought him back to life, but I was like, eh, whatever. And, uh, and then they end up finding how, what made What's-Her-Face... Alive for so long. Because why even mention that? Mm-hmm. Why even mention that there is a thing that can make you live forever? And you know what I mean? Like some sort of pill, you gotta keep taking it. Apparently she stopped taking it. Whatever. Something. And why even mention it if you're not even gonna do anything with it? Right. It's just, it's just so fucking stupid. And so I thought that was the way it was gonna work out. I thought it was gonna be some super, sort of happy ending. And it kind of, they try to make it a happy ending, but in reality everybody just fucking dies. Well, Darren McGavin the, ends up shooting himself in the fucking head. Yeah, to try to... Commit suicide. When the two zombie cops are closing in on him, he can't do anything, and he should have known by that point just shooting them isn't going to do anything. Instead, he sticks the Uzi in his mouth and blows his own head off. But then, to get their revenge, they put him in the resurrection machine, bring him back, and resurrect him a second time, which somehow makes him explode. Yeah, yeah. Just so they could, you know, make him suffer some more on his way out. Yeah, I But, guess. like, the whole thing, like... 
throughout the whole, most of the movie, Roger's trying to play, like, I'm, I'm a good guy, I'm a good cop, uh, I want to go out that way. Instead, he just turns into this merciless revenge machine, just, like, killing people left and right. When he gets locked in an ambulance so he could just melt away and the bad guys can get away with it, he somehow gets the thing going down a hill and ends up crashing into all these innocent people's cars and everything, hurting, possibly killing people. And just, well, I don't give a fuck. As long as I get out and get my revenge before I melt. Yeah, and when Rogers in full-on zombie makeup, his zombie makeup didn't look so bad, but he almost looked like Michael Myers. Like well, it, when he pulled up on the motorcycle at the, the company gate, he definitely looked like Michael Myers with the 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 silhouette at the time, but uh, what else was funny? It was like Michael Myers mixed with the Terminator, because he had that like, half-face yeah, kind of, like, but dead eye. And like, they were saying he was starting to look dead shortly after he'd been brought back, and he didn't really, but then when... Um, he gets looked at by Rebecca. He he seriously does start to look pale. He's got like almost comically dark circles around his eyes. But then in the next scene, he's back to normal, and they don't bring the rotting shit back until way later. It's like, oh boy. Yeah, and I and then he when he gets locked in the ambulance at the end, and he kicks it down the he kicks it into neutral, so it bumps that car in front of him, and somehow they end up going down a hill, and the lights turn on in the ambulance. I have no idea how. He has the <laughs> creepiest look on his face, like, and it's just knocking into other cars and shit, and he's like, he has this look like, yeah, fuck uh-huh. yeah, yep. I'm gonna fucking blow, I'm just gonna crash into everybody and kill people. I'm gonna blow things up, and I'm gonna blow my zombie cum all over him when I do. <laughs> and he ends up blowing up Rebecca's body, he could have brought her back to life somehow. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was gonna be a thing, I'll try to at least bring her back, but so, no, fuck her, let so her burn. So many times in this movie I thought things were going to be things. Yep. I thought, like, oh... The regeneration thing where we can where we can live forever. I thought that was gonna be a thing. Like this was gonna be a thing. This is gonna be a, and nothing was ever anything. It just everybody just dies. They just all die, and it was just and the, honestly, my favorite part of the movie was the zombie shoot off between uh, Roger and then the other goon zombie. Oh yeah, but they just keep other, shooting just, each other with Uzis, and they just keep you know kind of pushing each other around through the force of their shots, and just standing there and taking it just. Spasming all over the place. It's just so weird. But then he he shoots the one zombie goon into the the asphyxiation chamber and starts to shut the door, but somehow he gets a grenade, pulls a pin, tosses a grenade in there, shoots him one more time for good measure, even though it won't do anything, lets the door shut, and then he just walks by and Yeah, I don't I, I don't know where he maybe got the grenade from the cop who gave him his gun. It's one of those like over the top overkill moments like in um Steel Justice. Yes, when he yes. he shoots the hell out of the guy and like sticks the grenade on him and throws him off a thing and then he blows up before he even hits the ground. Yeah, Steel Justice. Now that was a great B movie. Loved Steel Justice. I need to still get that on DVD if it's possible. I can remember if it was or not. But that's a. I love. Uh, speaking of Steel Justice and those awesome eighties action movie theme songs, this one has its own Dead Heat theme oh, song yeah. that plays during the credits, and actually only during the credits, and not in the movie like it probably should have somewhere. Yeah. But uh, you could look that up. <laughs> uh, yeah, dead. they're in a dead heat. Like really? Like did we need Dead Heat? Of course, by John Huckett. Performed by fuck it or fuck it. <laughs> Performed by Phil Settle. Yep. Did some uh, music uh, soundtracks for Dino Croc more recently. Hellboy. Oh the movie Shakedown, Red Sun Rising, and Midnight Crossing. All classics. 
I guess. I don't know. Anyways, this movie, it just went nowhere. It's really, I don't have much to say about it because it didn't, nothing happened. Not a lot happens, but it's still fairly entertaining. Was, if you it, just want to watch a movie that's purposely going to be bad and nonsense. And it always came up on, as suggestions after a lot of movies we watched, and I can see why, but it's just, it's just, yeah, I don't know. I'd rather watch Maniac Cop than this. I've never seen Maniac Cop, but I feel like I'd rather watch that. At least uh, I got Tom Adkins and Bruce Campbell in it. But in, this is the description on IMDb for Maniac Cop, just the top one. It says, in New York, a man in a cop uniform starts killing people for no apparent reason. <laughs> what a way to sell a movie. <laughs> Good. Maniac Cop 2. There's a sequel. Mm-hmm. There's at least three, I believe. He prefers to kill instead of protect. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I like the one-sentence summary on Netflix for this movie. It was, uh... Two cops find a suspect laboratory that recycles criminals. Recycles criminals? Really? Yeah, well... Have the yups infiltrated our cultural consciousness to this point now? And were they even recycling criminals half the time? Or were they just getting brain-dead people and telling them... Yeah, they were saying they they were taking dead rich people and somehow stealing their money and then turning them into zombies. I don't know why that was a thing. If they're rich people, they should have lawyers. They should be clearly demarcated where their money's going. I don't know how they'd be able to steal their money just by taking their bodies, but... Ugh... (laughs) <laughs> but, uh, oh, before, since we missed this, the very end when uh, Doug finally comes to his senses and jerks himself out of brain death somehow. I he jerks himself off. Yes, he does that too, but uh, Roger tells him, Hiya, Doug, welcome to Zombieland. Yeah. A little, maybe that's where they got the idea for Zombieland. Oh, totally. <laughs> From Dead Heat. Obviously. Uh, this obviously. obscure, terrible movie. <laughs> You never know. You never know how many zombie movies these people have, the people who made Zombieland had seen before they uh, made their movie. But yeah, I really, I don't really have anything else to say. I didn't really write a whole lot down. I, I didn't either. But just, just like this movie was so rapid fire with its weirdness. Yeah, it was, and it was just, and it had a lot. I of, hated to miss anything to look away. It had a lot of notes. goofy one-liners by Joe Piscopo. They were all silly and stupid, and it was just like, oh, he's the com- he's a comedian. You know, he's the funny guy from Saturday Night Live. Let's put... Let's just have him say all stupid, funny things. Yeah, I don't... I I don't know. Do you have anything else to say about Dead Heat from 1988? Zombie sperm. Zombie sperm. It sums up the movie in one in two words. Or Lick. one word. Zomb- zombie sperm. One word. Lick the shit off my zombie dick. <laughs> well... Next week we've been we've been uh, kind of stuck in the '80s for a while. I wouldn't say stuck. We chose to no, be we chose we did we chose to be in the '80s, and it's been it's been a fun time in the '80s. But now since uh, we're we're going out of uh, the summer has officially started now, we're gonna go into the '90s. The '90s. Some great movies were made in the '90s. Some some class instant classics. You know, sometimes in this movie, it ain't no game. It's a live-action thrill ride. That's right, I'm talking about 1993's Super Mario Brothers. Possibly one of the worst video game movies of all time. Well, so many of video game movies are yeah, worst movies of all time. Yeah, I mean, you can take time. any Uva Bowl movie, whether it be De- uh, House of the Dead, Blood Rain, Far Cry, 
tons of them are on Netflix. I mean, his movies are uh, a piece of work by themselves. What was that one we watched? King of Fighters? Oh. When did we watch that? Last summer. Oh, yeah, we did. Oh, my God, that movie sucked. <laughs> God, that movie went nowhere. It was... Oh, God, I fucking forgot Don't all forget about that Double movie. Dragon. Double Dragon. So many bad... But this was the first... This was the first ever video game movie. There was no movie based off a video game before Super Mario Brothers. And why not? Super Mario Brothers was like the quintessential video game. I mean, there was Pong and... Games on Atari 2600, like Pitfall and we Q-Bert. didn't get Pong the movie. Did you want Qbert the movie? No, but I know some friends who probably do. Qbert's in Wreck-It Ralph, so that's probably the best they got for a Qbert movie. But uh, I feel like Pac-Man probably should have got the nod first, but then considering he just goes on a binge and pops some ecstasy pills yeah, and the, chases colorful ghosts all they night. They did make a cartoon out of Pac-Man. Yeah, I did see that. And the one of the games I had Pac-Man Adventures for the Sega Genesis, and you kind of just went around walking around town and did stuff, and <laughs> it was it was very weird. Pac-Man goes shopping. Yeah. Pac-Man pays his taxes. <laughs> it was kind of like that. It was it wasn't it was it wasn't a very good Pac-Man game. Pac-Man gets a parking ticket. <laughs> but yeah, this is the first ever Super uh, not first ever Super Mario Brothers movie. First and last Super Mario Brothers movie, and it's a movie that really has nothing. It's a it's like if you could take a video game. And make it nothing like the game. That's just, this movie. Just take the names of the characters from the game and put it on a shitty story. You just... I don't, even, I don't know why. Because <laughs> kids' movies were still a good draw. Disney was doing well. I don't know why they didn't just get people together. People that were already doing a long-established cartoon series. And do a really good, really well-done just cartoon movie. Yeah, an animated movie would have went fine. Because, yeah, the animated series was doing well. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Bob Hoskins has since said that this is the worst movie he did in his career, and why not? No, I mean, I think look, most, he was coming off the heels of fucking Roger Rabbit at the time. I think most people, too, that like when they want to do like a, a cartoon or video game or anything else, they want to do it as a movie, they get pressured to, like, oh, no, make it live action and dir-dir-dir, like that terrible Dragon Ball Z that I haven't seen and have been advised by even non-fans that have seen it not to see it. But um, uh, Mike Judd said when he wanted to do the Beavis and Butthead movie, they tried to make him do it live action. Yeah, Matt Stone and Trey Parker said they wanted to make the South Park movie live action, which would have been terrible. Yeah. And that just would have gotten so much heat for, why do you have actual little kids saying, shut your fucking face, Uncle Fucker? I mean, it, you could do a Mario Brothers movie live action and it could work. No. It, it, <laughs> in in a way, it could work. You could make a. I don't. I wouldn't want to see it. But you could. <laughs> it could work. I wouldn't want to see it. But you could do it technically. Well, like, you could do better than this. I guess. You could do a hell of a lot better than this. You could have it relate to the fucking video game. I mean, the game and the the story in the game at this point. There had been three games so far. Actually, four. Super Mario World had come out by this point, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So four games. Or five, if you and count Lost Levels. And Super Mario World gave you... Whoever was making this movie gave them a, a plenty to do. It gave them a world. It showed them a map. It showed them mm-hmm. so many things. We'll get to it next week. There's so much to discuss when it comes to Super Mario Brothers, the movie. Uh, yeah, John Leguizamo, Bob Hoskins, Dennis Hopper. They're all there. They're all there. Doing what? I don't know. 
but we're going to get to it next week. I haven't seen this movie in a long time. I remember being super pumped for this movie as a kid. I remember also being very disappointed when I left the movie theater. Yes, I did see this in theaters. I actually and asked my parents... as a child, I was disappointed. I actually asked my parents if we could see it, and they said, no, we're going to see Jurassic Park instead. That movie looks terrible. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and this movie came out right before Jurassic Park. And this movie has dinosaurs and stuff in it. And I think maybe they were trying. Maybe that's what they were trying to do: ride that dinosaur train. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I know some women who drive a dinosaur train. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Even a few men. I don't. I don't know what they were going for, but who knows? We'll figure. We'll figure it out next week when we cover Super Mario Brothers from 1993. It's not available on Netflix. I think it's on Amazon Instant Video, where you can watch it there. I could be wrong. I'm sure it's on YouTube in parts. I can guarantee that, or it's in full on YouTube, I'm sure. And It's weird that the best video game movie ever, to me, was Mortal Kombat, and there hasn't been one better since. The second one is absolutely awful, but I'll mm-hmm. go with the first Mortal Kombat being one of the better video game movies. There hasn't been many. So, there we go. Next week, Super Mario Brothers. So, for B-Movie Breakdown, I'm Corey. I'm DRC. And welcome to Zombieland, and get on my shit dick. It's the best of the worst. Be movie breakdown. It's the best.